okay, sis, listen, I, um, <laughs> I'm tripping out right now because um, I actually had a little bit of time before heading out of my place to record today. And I'm back in my closet and I have not been in my closet for the purpose of recording in several months. And it's the most unusual feeling, not because it's it's not familiar. It just feels so different. It's almost like I stepped into purpose again. It's just the weird, oh my God, I don't even know how to explain it. I feel like I'm I'm resetting. Like I literally sat down in here and I just felt this sense of like calm over me. I, I feel, obviously, I believe that it is the Holy Spirit, but just the manifest presence of, of peace and just calm. My heart is beating fast, but like my spirit just feels so at home right now. And it's it's a beautiful feeling. I feel like I'm being, again, reset. I feel like I'm being um, renewed in my mind. And then I just so happen because I'm, I have a little bit of time and I'm not rushing and I'm not in my car. Like I was able to like pull out my physical Bible just now. And it's not to say that I haven't been reading the word because I have. It's just been on an electronic device or I've been listening to it as I, as I go, um, you know, an audio format or whatever the case may be. But again, just to open the written word of God and to be in this place right now is amazing. And I'm not even trying to like whisper. I mean, right now my children are awake and they are uh, in the living room, they're watching TV. And I just told them, I was like, yo, just give me like 10, 15, 30 to an hour. <laughs> Y'all know how I do. Cause I'm like, okay, dinner time's coming. So let me at least get it in before then. But I don't know how this is gonna roll. You know what I mean? I, I gave them that little disclaimer and they, pretty much ignored me because they're watching Pinkalicious. But um, yeah, I was rushing and I came in here and I opened the door and I set up my stuff the way that I normally do. And I sat down and I literally just felt like, like almost like my, like I had to catch my breath because it feels like, it feels like that moment when I, when I, first began this journey it's just it's so weird i can't even explain it oh i can't i cannot explain it but i feel it and it's so good it's so so good so yeah i'm i'm gonna get into james i i don't know how much time i have or even what i'm gonna share from this particular text um uh you know collection of of scriptures we're going through james chapter 4 verses 7 through 10 Honestly, as I'm looking at at them again, I'm going to let this the word speak for itself. Like honestly, I'm I'm literally like <laughs> putting my hands on the paper like, "Oh my gosh." Like I I don't know, there's so much happening in my mind and my heart right now, and all I want to do is just rest with Jesus. Like I really do. I just feel the comfort and the peace and the rest of God right now. I do so much and I, I pray that even as I'm speaking, sis, like you will just know that you can always catch up with God. 
You know what I mean? Like he's always, he's going to keep moving, right? He's going to keep moving. He's not going to move so fast that you can't keep up. But there are those moments and those seasons in our lives where we just feel like, man, I feel like life is going faster or we feel like, you know, God is moving more quickly than we can, we can uh, keep in step with him or, you know, or we feel somewhat left behind. But I just want you to know that if you go back to the place where you feel like you missed him or you feel like you met him, he will be there just as he is with you right now. But there's something about just returning to the place where you felt him the most that means something. It really does. It's almost like when the people of old, the Israelites, would go from place to place and every time they met the Lord or God met them, they built an altar of remembrance and and for for their for themselves and for their children's children as they pass through those areas they would remember that God met us in this place that our father was with us in this place that God did something in this place and so i feel that right now i feel like i i'm i'm at a well i feel like i'm at the altar of the lord at a position or a place in my life where I felt him so near and so dear and so strongly and so clear. I'm just ready to embark on whatever else it is that he has in store for me. And I pray that you are ready and willing to embark on whatever he has for you in this season and in the days to come by his grace and his mercy. Let's get started. I'm just going to sit for a moment as I run this intro and we get into the text. This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. Yes, okay, I am here in this place with you, with the Lord, and I just pray that whatever comes out of my mouth is honorable before our our Christ and our King, um, my Lord and my Savior. I'm trying to get myself together because I cannot explain what I'm feeling right now. I really, really cannot. Um, it's crazy. It, it's, I, I just, I've been going so fast listen i i literally had this conversation with my homegirl um and one of my best best friends um just yesterday i think she can remind me um and we were talking about the value of rest and and just wanting to do our best <clears throat> to not just tell our children about rest or teach them about rest <coughs> sorry but to model rest for them and it's so important because we we do especially those of us who live in the west we're so we're always going we're so busy and we attribute our busyness to you know trying to 
reach that goal or aim for success. And those things are not bad. I mean, I think we should always have uh, goals in mind and we should always have a plan. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's something to be said about not having a moment to just reflect, to literally say la your life and chill out, relax and just be like, okay, God, I trust you in this season or in this moment that if I cease striving, if I'm not going to do anything, you are still going to do what you are going to do. You're going to keep me. You're going to be with me. You're going to go before me. Whatever it is that you are hoping that God will continue to do, he will do it. And all we have to do is you know, of course, give ourselves to the labor of our hands and to fulfill the tasks that, that are before us, but to also be in a position, in a place in our hearts and our minds where we just say, you know what, God, it's cool. I trust you. I believe you. And in this moment, I am going to obey you primarily and rest. Secondarily, I'm going to allow myself to be filled once more. Um, whether physically, emotionally, but most importantly, spiritually. And I feel like that's where I have met the Lord in this exact moment. It was not planned. Trust and believe because your girl literally probably could have done something else during this time, got my car and done the same thing. And that's not to say that I haven't been faithful. I've been doing my best with it. But there was something about this room. There was something about sitting on the floor. There's something about being surrounded by everything that's in here and just remembering from whence I came, like that place, that that what was a low place for me in so many ways, but also the place where the Lord met me and called me out and told me, Naomi, you still have something to say and I'm not done with you. And that's what gave me strength. That's what gave me hope. That's what gave me courage to open my mouth in obedience and to fulfill this very call that you are a participant in with me. And I'm so grateful, sis, man. I just, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your life. I'm grateful um, just that God has allowed your path to, to cross with mine and for us to do this thing together. And I pray that he has given us many more days in which we will continue to break bread in this word and stay connected to truth so that you and I can live peacefully. So I'm just gonna um, get into this text that was like <laughs> the second part of an intro for me to just to kind of like get myself together because I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm as I sit here, I'm literally thinking about the, the many things that have, have come into my schedule that don't need to be there. The things that I have busied myself with that don't need to be done. Like they are literally not necessary. They're either uh, carbon copies of things that I've done before or they're things that are um, supports the things that I'm doing right now that aren't necessary. Like I just... It, I almost feel like it's a sifting season for me right now, all automatically. Like as I just sit in this place, I feel like the Lord's like, it's time to, to sift through, right? And to, to gather what you need, but let anything that is too small to be held in the hand to sift itself out. And um, I'm going to do my best in the, in the coming days to heed the voice of the Spirit. 
um, and be obedient to that. Let's go to James chapter four. It's so hard to do that, but I feel like this chapter, we've been talking about pride and humility. And um, I think a, a, a form of pride, as we know, is focusing too much on oneself, right? We know we know what that is. It's, it's a form of self-centeredness. It's a form of ego. Sometimes if you let it get a little too far, it can turn into narcissism, you know, whatever that is. And um, we have a responsibility to guard our hearts from the things of this world that deter us from the heart of God, deter us from what it is that God would have us do in our in our lives to honor him. And more more than anything, all he wants to do is be with us. All he wants to do is is abide with us. He tells us that if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. That's later in this chapter, but it's true. We just have to abide with the Lord. And when we do that, we have a right view of not only him, but a, a right view of ourselves. We have a better view of him and a right, a, a more, wow, a right view of ourselves and a better view of him. And um, I think that's something that maybe some of us are afraid of. We don't, it's, it's hard enough being humble before your fellow man. It's another thing to be humble before God. But first Peter tells us too, like, it is better for you to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due season, allow him to, to raise you up, to do it yourself, to go before the Lord and be like, yo, I ain't got nothing and just lay yourself down. That's a better place to be than to be puffed up and walk around with your chest up and your hair, you know, flipping back and forth, whipping it and you just doing your own thing. And God has to be like, uh, uh, boo, get your life. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it's so important for us to heed these words and to not just see them as, um, you know, as directives or correction or exhortation for the people that the apostles were writing to, but directly for those of us who say that we're truly sons and daughters of God for us, daughters of God. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to read verses seven through 10. And like I said before, I'm literally going to let these verses speak for themselves. This is coming off of verse six and it says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, um, he says, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud. He literally fights the proud. He literally pushes away, like hand out the proud, Heisman Trophy, the proud, um, but gives grace to the humble unmerited favor you don't deserve it but god is willing to extend grace and favor and and blessing and um opportunity and space and rest to you um if you come before him humble verse seven therefore submit to god period <laughs> oh lord help me get through these verses therefore submit to god sis therefore because God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble, submit to God. James is clear. He's like, yo, you want you, you want that. You want the grace of God. So be humble and submit to him. If you choose not to, he will resist you. He will fight against you and whatever it is that you're doing. He's not going to come like, you know, at you in the middle of the night and be spiritually like punching you in the face. That's not, that's not what this is. But like he will not agree with anything that you choose to do in life. That's what that means. He will not agree with anything that you put your hand to because you're not you're not surrendered to him. You're not submitted to him. And then you'll deal with all the strife that comes from pride from the previous text that we've been reading, the verses that we've been reading, finding yourself in enmity with God. So verse seven says, therefore, if you 
you desire the the grace of God, the unmerited favor of God, submit yourself therefore to him. The second part of that verse, resist the devil. So just as God says that he will Heisman your life if you choose not to be humble and choose to the, the way of pride. In the same way, we should, just as adamant as God is about resisting your pride, we should be just as ad adamant in resisting the devil. And when we resist the devil, it says, and he will flee from you. That's verse seven. So therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's so funny because as if, if you even look back at the previous text, um, when God resists us, like more often than not, our, 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 our response to that is like, well, shoot, if God don't want to be with me, like I'm going to run away from him. Right. But the, but the heart of the Christian, the heart of, of one who is surrendered to God, who desires to be sanctified by him, they, they understand, we understand that God chastises those he loves. So in his resisting us, it's not for us to run away. It is for us to draw near instead and to come to him in repentance, which is the, the pre cursor of humility, right? It's the response of humility, if you will. Uh, it can come before, repent, and then be humble or be humble and repent. I feel like you kind of need to be humble so that you can repent because if you come with repentance before humility, it's like, oh, I'm just doing it because it's the right thing to do. I'm just doing it because I'm supposed to. And you can't, you can't, can't you can't, you can't get God. Like <laughs> God sees your heart. My friend, listen, he sees our hearts. So even if you're trying to come and trying to be religious, the Lord's like, yo, he He resists the religious spirit too. You could be prideful, you could be haughty, but you can also think too much of yourself. Like so many in the text, in the word of God, whom Jesus was like, yo, no, like you, you think yourself too high. Like you think more of yourself. No, that's not how this works. So come before the Lord in humility, be repentant, and he will draw near to you. He will allow you to, to come into his presence and restore you, redeem you, and um, bring you back to that, that reconcile, reconciled relationship with him. In this case, though, if you choose humility and you want to go against the things of the world, verse 7 tells you to submit to God, tells us to resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That is the blessing of resisting the devil. We praise God for his word. Verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Okay, it was in this in the section. I wasn't sure how far I was supposed to go to get that, but there it is. Come on draw near to god and he will draw near to you amen that is the promise that god has given so rather than than seeing his resistance of your behavior or resistance of our unwillingness to surrender to him to submit to him rather than running away from god he tells us to draw near to him and he will draw near to you that is a promise there is no a loophole in that there is no condition in that it just says draw near to God and he will draw near to you when you draw near to God what are you supposed to do the remainder of the verse says cleanse your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded what is this saying it's saying once again the person who's coming before God humbly 
is coming with an understanding that they are they're impure, coming with an understanding that they have to get right with God, coming with an understanding that they have been away from the Lord, away from his wisdom, away from his counsel, away from his understanding and his keeping and his direction and his faithfulness. They, we've been away from it. So when you come before God and you humble yourself before God, you repent before the Lord, you are coming with a heart that desires to have have her hands cleansed. We want our hands to be cleansed before God. And yes, James says, you sinners, we are sinners. You do contrary to God's word, you are a sinner or you are in sin. And ultimately we are sinners saved by grace, the same grace that God gives to us generously, moment after moment, season after season. This is the way of sanctification. This is the life of the believer. The Christian life is marked with repentance. We come before God time and time again. Why? Because we're not perfect. None of us are Christ who lives sinlessly, who, 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 in whom, in him, there was no, no wrong, no evil, no nothing. He was pure. He walked blameless before the Lord, which is why he was able to be the blood atoning sacrifice for our sin. But now that we are covered by the blood, now that we are in Christ, now that we know that at, at his name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, let us choose ourselves, my sister, and my friend, let us choose before the Lord to bow our knees before God, to bow ourselves before God, to humble ourselves in the grace that God has given us to come before him, to draw near to him and to cleanse our hands and to purify our hearts. This is the idea. And now, yeah, he's talking about cleansing our hands. And, you know, if we, as you remember in the previous text, he was talking about what causes wars and strife and trouble among you. Is it not what's warring within you? The passions that are warring within you some of it was emotional some of it was spiritual but some of it, some of it was literal so yeah there might have been some who were you know uh putting paws on people you know what i'm saying who were drawing hands and needed to cleanse their hands but uh, but figuratively or metaphorically speaking it's talking about purifying your hearts again like he's saying you double-minded we talked about that in james 1 how can you pray and ask god for something but not believe in your heart you should not expect to receive anything from the lord a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. He's falling back, falling up with that here in this text and saying, you can't follow God and follow the world. You've been double minded. You've been doing things your own way. If you're coming humbly before God and submitting before God and repenting before God and drawing near to before God, then cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. You double minded. Verse nine, lament and mourn and weep exclamation point in the new king james let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom all that this verse is saying is be real about your repentance be real about your humility god can see through our fake i'm telling y'all <laughs> god can see through our fake i just i oh my god he can see through it Look, you and I both know, like, we know, we know when we are not being truthful. We know when we're not being honest. We know when somebody comes at us with that fake apology, that half-hearted, like, you know, whatever, half-hearted or half-aid, whatever. Like, we know when someone ain't right. 
and you just be like, okay, just get, you know, you, you over here with, you know, give me all these pleasantries, the so-called compliment sandwich, if you will. We try to compliment sandwich God sometimes like, oh God, you know, you're so good. You're so great. You're so, oh yeah, you know, who you know who you are. Come on, God, you know who you are. Yeah, you know, I was shagging. I was doing all this stuff. I was smoking. I was what da 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 yeah, yeah, but you know my flesh. Flesh is weak. Flesh is weak. But God, you good though. You so good. You gracious. You're, you're, you're abounding in love. Like I could use some of that love and God's like, uh, let's go back to that meat though. Let's, let's hit that. Let's go right back to that place. That's what James is saying here. He says, lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter, that joking thing that you got in you, that part of you that's like, oh, God understands I'm but a human being. There's grace. You taking advantage of the grace of God, that laughter. He says, turn, let that laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. This is real life. This is not a game all that he's been talking about in chapter four, he's not playing with us anymore. He's not saying, he's like, yo, the only thing that is going to cure your worldliness, the only thing that is going to ensure that you are in right standing again with God is humility. And it must be sincere. It must be authentic. And God must, and listen, it is a sacrifice. Humility truly is a sacrifice. Who doesn't want to just run their life? Like every last one of us does. That's what causes us to be prideful in the first place. Like I wanna run my life. I want to do what I want to do. That's what it is. But humility smells good to God. It is a desire from somebody's heart, from a daughter's heart, from a son's heart. It's a desire of our heart to literally go before the Lord and be like, yo, I get it. I was wrong. Please forgive me. I humble myself. And that, that whole just understanding what you've done before the Lord should bring you to a place of loneliness, not just, just being lowly before God, being humble before God. And, and as you do that and you go low, the, the, the essence, the incense of your repentance comes up from you in your confession and your repentance and your desire to please God again. And it gives him great joy. It, it pleases the Lord when his children come to him. It pleases him when we come to him, when we understand that we are nothing without him and not that we have no worth, but that we understand that with him, we are all the more worthy with him. We are all the more faithful. We are all the more strong. We are all the more empowered, courageous, whatever, a loving, you know, all those things. We are more with him. We know that we can't do anything without him, but with him, we can do all things. That is the heart of a, hum of a humble person. That is the heart of humility, a willingness to acknowledge God for who he is and give him first place again, give him authority again, give him the place upon the throne of our hearts again. Verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up in the sight of the Lord. Oh, this is so good because this right here, this is so, so good. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. This is not the time for you to play fake in front of your people. This is not the time for you to walk around all your besties, go to church and be like doing the most, going to the altar, laying in front. I'm not saying that the altar is not there for that purpose, but I'm saying, again, we've been talking about the heart. We've been talking about passions within. You need to check what's inside your heart. 
sis. Check what's inside your heart. I need to check what's inside my heart. We as believers need to check what's inside our hearts and ensure that as we go before the Lord, that we repent before his sight. We humble ourselves in his sight. It's not about what people think. It's not about people seeing us and be like, oh my gosh, she's so faithful. Oh my gosh, I can't believe she does this. Oh my gosh, like, wow. Oh my gosh. Especially the ones who be like, yo, man, like only confessing or only saying something because they want people to be like, wow. And then, you know, you've seen those people before when they emphasize too much on the fact that they've repented, but not the fact that they sinned. That's the less. <laughs> that's a little too much. You'd be like, yo, sit down like you trifling like we know. Like I saw you in my own eyes yesterday, but you come and talking about I just, you know, I just wept before God and I just spent so much time in prayer and fasting and reading my word and and listening to to uh, meditations before going to bed. And I just I just I just I just and it's like, uh, we gonna talk about how many people you just knocked up like, you know, we gonna talk about we want to like I'm not saying that we should bring people's sin in front of their faces, but there's 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 a there's a way of humility. There is a there's a posture of humility and it begins with the heart. And the heart that desires to please God is a heart that goes to God. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. You might have people around you who are like, oh, you know, God's grace is sufficient. And I got sisters like that, too. Some of y'all listening right now. Like I got sisters who I, I've gone to and I've confessed because the Bible, we're going to talk about the confession. It, it, James, James chapter five, we're going to get into that. But like, and people are a part of that sometimes. But it begins with you because truth be told, you can't be humble before the Lord you can't you can't be humble before people before being humble before the Lord unless your motivation is to please people and not God. That's a fact. I know for myself, it takes me a lot more to go before the Lord to be like, uh, yep. But like even David said, I forget where it is in the Psalms. And I, I think I talked about this last week on the recap. Um, David was like, yo, when he sinned, he told he told the prophet he was like yo I would rather be in the hands of God than in the hands of men because David knows God's heart David was like yo God is just like purely just God is good God is humble I mean God is holy God is righteous God humbled himself like <laughs> if you want to talk about humility God knows what humility is because he came in the form of man sent his son in the form of man as Jesus Christ our Messiah, our Lord, who humbled himself, made himself nothing, gave himself the body of a man, became a, a servant and died a slave's death. Like that's, that's humility. So you come in before the God of gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and you want to tell him what it takes to be humble? No, my friend, you got to ask him what it takes. And James is telling us it come, it takes you coming in the sight of the Lord. It takes you submitting to God, resisting the devil, 
and he will flee from you. It takes you drawing near to God. It takes you cleansing your hands, um, purifying your hearts, lamenting, mourning, weeping, and allowing your laughter to turn to mourning and your joy to gloom. That's what repentance takes. That's what humility takes. And God's goodness is what leads us to repentance. It's not his wrath that makes some people, yeah, sometimes, or even me, sometimes I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to catch that cup of wrath. Let me go on before the Lord and repent. And sometimes it's okay because even in you repenting that way, it's still you putting God before your repentance, right? It's still you acknowledging like, yo, you're not just the lamb, but you're the lion too. You're the you're the one who, who judges. You are the ultimate judge. The government sits on your shoulders. Like I acknowledge that you are holy. So I'm gonna come before you right. And I'm gonna do this quickly. God can respond to that too. If your heart is right in that pursuit, in that expedition to repent before him. But if you have no desire and all you care about is getting through it, all you care about is, you know, you know, uh, you know, getting through the feelings of guilt or whatever it is. Yeah, you <laughs> that's a losing game. <laughs> the game is done. Number one, you're not going to sleep. Trust and believe. I've tried it. No peace no sleep just like waking up the next morning feeling it knowing full well that i didn't do it right and secondly people can see through that they can it's not about people but people can see through it and you thinking that you holy and you just over there like laying before the lord prostrate wailing and all this stuff and people like mm, yeah okay <laughs> we're gonna catch you next week coming back again doing the same thing about the same thing not even something different you're gonna come to the altar about the same thing Come on now. No, that's not what it is. So there's that. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, if you come before the Lord and you are coming with him in mind, your repentance will be right. And if you do it with the desire to please God, he will lift you up and he lifts so well. Because not only does he take that garment of heaviness and give you a, a garment of praise, oh my gosh, he removes any type of uh, conviction or condemnation you may have felt, any shame that you may have felt in the midst of being convicted by the spirit, whatever it is. Not only that, he reminds you just how much he loves you. And when he draws near to you, you experience all of him, his grace, his mercy, his peace, his love, his faithfulness, the promises of God, his presence presence you receive all of that and there's such beauty in being in the presence of the lord david says in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore so if that is the part of god that you desire and you want on a consistent basis then you must live a life that chooses humility above all else we have to do that i want that i know you want that and if you've never experienced that, now is the time. This is the opportunity for you, my friend, to literally get before God and be like, yo, whatever this girl's talking about right now, like, I want that. And I'm not saying you feel it every single day, but I, I say that as, as you experience this side of God, this forgiving, this, this loving, this drawing, this lifting up side of God, oh my gosh, you don't want to lose it. So every time you fall away, every time you choose pride, every time you choose yourself, every time you reject him, oh, you long for it. 
There's that longing. It's like being with somebody that you you know loves you. Like you just know. There's no comparison to God's love. But just for a moment, like that that person that you just love spending time with, right? And then they're gone for like a week and you have no access to them. You can't call them, can't text them, like nothing. And you see them again. It's like, oh my gosh. Like they walk towards you. You can smell their their the scent of their cologne or whatever the case may be. You're like, yo, that is my man right there. That is my person. That's whatever. And you just know it and you remember it and it brings you back to that place where you first were just like I'm in this closet right now like I'm not come I didn't come to this place because I needed to repent for any reason or anything like that but just coming back to the heart of worship coming back to the feet of the father coming back and remembering just how good he is just how faithful he is just how holy he is just how right he is it just does something to your soul it awakens your soul it 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 ekgs your heart to a place that you're just like oh my goodness what ma what manner of love is this like who am i god that you are so mindful of me that you hear me god that when i come before you you meet me in this place this is what james is talking about when he talks about humility it's not about you becoming less than it's about you understanding where you are with god and where you are with god is to be low so that he can lift you up and there's nothing like god lifting you up because when he does does, he does it so so well so well I don't have anything else to say about these these verses I was so nervous about reading them today too because I was like yo I don't even know what to say God because I don't do this well all the time I don't but to read it again and to just be again in this place and to just be reading it I'm just like Lord he oh my goodness he's done this for me time and time again I know I'm saved because <laughs> I be repenting all the time. It's not always the best, but I'm like, Lord, if the Christian life is marked with constantly coming back to you, my goodness, it's you and me forever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you and me to the end, Holy Spirit. And I want that to be my life that no matter what, for Christ I live, for Christ I die, like that's it. And if dying means humbling myself so that I can be a true living sacrifice unto the Lord, so be it. And that is my prayer for you, sis. Like my prayer for you is that you will come to a place in your life and in your heart and your mind, especially in those areas where you're not sure if you are allowing God to be God and you are not humble, please humble yourself or brace yourself. Because the resistance of God is not what you want. You don't want to be on the other side of God's wrath. You don't. You don't want to be on the other side of his resistance. That's not the place to be at all. So when you feel it and you feel like, mm, I'm doing some stuff, man, and I, I know I'm out of order. I know I'm not supposed to be hanging with these kinds of people. I'm not supposed to be saying what I'm saying. I'm not supposed to be doing what I'm doing, watching what I'm watching, thinking the way I think, entertaining what I'm entertaining, whatever it is. And you start feeling the resistance of God, like you can't hear him clearly. And you're like, yo, I feel like my prayer life is different. Like I feel this. You can't feel like you just you, you start you feel the resistance or maybe you see the resistance. Stuff is stuff isn't coming together the way that it used to. Oh, yeah, boo. That's pride. Pride is blocking you. <laughs> the ultimate blocker. OK, 
and it's time for you to remove the block remove it from your life especially if the lord in his in his mercy shows you the 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 root of it oh bet girl you better be on your face in the sight of god not man <laughs> in the sight of god and or, it, or coming before the lord with a posture of 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 surrender and just say god i see it i see it abba i see you i hear you i feel you yes i'm back help me he loves it. Oh, he loves it when his babies come back. He loves it when his children come back, when his daughters come back. He loves it. And that's what we need to do. And if it means you do that every single day, by all means, do it every single day. That just means that you acknowledge him and that you're with him. And that, uh, you know, uh, above anyone else in the world, that it's him. He has first place in your life, in your life and in your heart. So, yeah, I, I'm full. Um, I'm full with with his objective for me today. I pray that you are full with an objective for you today, whatever that is this evening. I keep saying today, it's almost evening. Um, but um, yeah, I pray that you are blessed. I pray that you are encouraged. I pray that you don't feel <laughs> spoken at, <laughs> but that you feel spoken to um, by the Lord, that the Lord has given you a direct word from this word, from his word, and from the words that are coming out of my mouth. May they be acceptable to him and may they be a blessing to you. I thank y'all so, so much for listening. I thank you, sister, for listening. I, I'm sorry, I keep going back be, back and forth between y'all and you. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this. You know, at first I was like, I'm just gonna talk like I'm talking to my homegirl, like, like my, my person, but then I'm like, the truth of the matter is I need to prepare myself because there will be a day where there is a y'all. And even if you're by yourself right now and you're like, Naomi, ain't nobody else here but me. <laughs> Guess what? It's okay. It's okay because I need you to know that you are not alone, that I'm here, that you are here. And there are sisters all over the world, wherever they are, who are also listening to what God is saying to us in this moment, all of us, not just me. I just happen to be a vessel today, but that's it. You know what I'm saying? God is speaking to us. He is a universal God. He is a God, the God over the body of Christ. He's not just the God of one. He's the God of all who choose his name, who choose to surrender to him, who choose humility before him. So bid me grace if I go between the you and the y'all, but it's just what it is. Like, I just feel like I'm gonna say what comes out of my mouth. I'm not gonna be perfect about it. And I'm just gonna, you know, do the best that I can to make sure that whatever he has for me to say comes out of my heart and my mind. And I don't get caught up in all of the pronouns and everything like that. If I say brothers, I don't know who's listening to this. You know what I'm saying? I say it's a podcast for women, but the reality is anybody can listen. Anybody can pick this up. And so I pray that you are blessed, whoever is listening. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, like like I say on, my, on the recap all the time, half of the people that participate on the recap are men. And I'm grateful. You know why? Because God sees fit for me to still speak into the lives of his people. It doesn't matter who it is. So long as I'm being obedient before the Lord and those who are to receive the word of God and the truth of God from my lips to their ears as God ordains, it shall be as I obey him. So that is it. I love you guys. I love you. <laughs> so I can't even do it. Ah. <laughs> oh love it love it love it love it love it love to all love to you and love to me by god and his good mercy 
until next time.